You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Tired of getting left behind on winning trades? Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July 24th to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. Uh, let's go back. Oh, wait, it is 830. Uh, and it's yeah, do we have any numbers here? Yeah, uh, we, did, uh, we did dip when we were talking, and I did mention that the close was really important and we still haven't seen that closing price of 50 50. So at this point, I mean, the bulls are in full control of this market again today. Uh, that break that we just had came, didn't even get into the 51 handle 51.75. We missed that, that low by a couple ticks getting a 52 and a quarter, but kind of coming down here a little bit, but uh, let's uh, you want to do, get back to that earnings calendar. I do. Uh, initial jobless claims more than expected. 419,000 uh, jobless claims filed last week versus a 350,000 estimate. It was also above last week's number as well. So a little bit of a, of a hot jobless claims figure uh, for last week. Um, that was our, that was our eight to 30 number. Uh, let's go to Whirlpool here. WHR. Um, someone in chat noted, I think we talked about this the other day and someone in chat this morning mentioned as well, you know, once companies raise prices, then they tend not to lower it. Right. So, uh, Whirlpool blew away the EPS, uh, blew away the sales, raised their EPS guidance for the year by several dollars, raised their sales growth guidance for the year from 13 to 13% to 16%. It's just a blowout quarter. Everyone is, uh, Everyone's buying new appliances and Whirlpool's raising their prices. Yeah, and uh, it's because of uh, the inputs, right? What they need to make it is going up. Of course. I mean, it's, I think this is – passing it down to us. Of course. What yeah, else of course. Well, I think that this is where – I mean, I think this is a, a really good lesson here to to look at the, the two charts on the right here. Okay. You look at this chart on the top right, and you're like, holy mackerel. This thing is getting smoked. 
Look at this, you know, 257, 210, 220. Man, this thing is just in the gutter, right? But then you go to your monthlies here and you're like, man, this is nothing. This is nothing of a pullback here. I mean, I, I don't know. I still see that March low. I, I can't wait till my – it's going to be a long time before the March low is uh, out of my monthlies here at 64 bucks. Uh, but you've tried to pull back. You've had a pullback. You've tried to rally a couple times. Uh, once again, I'm just going to revert to uh, to Monday's low, and we're not even anywhere near it yet. Monday's low. We're not even at. We're not even at the low from. Um, let's see here. Oh wait, this made a lower low yesterday. That's interesting. On Tuesday, huh? That is so. Monday at 10:63. Maybe some people nervous ahead of the report. You haven't even taken out the low from yesterday yet. Uh, you're where you're trading now. You did it in the pre-market. Someone stepped up here at two thirteen. You got a nice bounce off that. Let's see what happens at yesterday's low at fourteen eighty four. And then, of course, on a day like this, after you have a spike up to two twenty three, and you have a drop, uh, the importance of that closing price two seventeen and a quarter. Does it take two seventeen and a quarter? Go strong. Go bid. We'll see. Major resistance in here. Look at that. Before, if you were looking at this before the report, 223, 224, but that's kind of in the rear view mirror. All right. Uh, let's move on from this. Biggest uh, gainer this morning that isn't uh, just completely ridiculous and, and is actually based on fundamental news uh, or isn't a biotech is Crocs, uh, CROX. They had earnings. They're up 10% this morning. Um, kind of the same story, right? Blew the numbers away. Uh, they gave uh, Q3 sales growth sales growth guidance in the range of 60 to 70% um, for the quarter and for the year, actually. Um, I, mean, I guess that's not a surprise because year over year, um, kind of, that's what's You only Crocs? I know Dennis. No, yeah, I think yeah, I've had the same pair. I've had the same pair of Crocs slippers probably for 15 years. Jeez, um, they must be smelly, huh? I don't really wear them that often. Okay. I only really wear them in the winter. And I, I, I know Dennis wears yeah. um he wears the knock Walmart knockoffs or the gas station knockoffs of Crocs. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I mean after you see a move like CMG yesterday and you see something breaking out to new all-time highs, I mean, how can you and now you're just hot. You're just hovering up here. So I just keep an eye right here. We peaked at uh, one thirty-one seventy. We're only a buck away from that. I mean, you looked at that CMG chart for yesterday, and you took out the pre-market high right here. Boom, and it was just off for the races. So one of those situations where you know you go with that high, it takes it out, rallies, and if the fact it comes back down through there. Then there's a potential shorting opportunity, but uh, people are just went. I mean, they make more than just the plastic ones with holes in them, right? They make some uh, probably some fancy ones, but uh, never had a pair, probably never will. And that, I mean, I, I wear sandals all the time to the pool and everything, just never, uh, just never went the Crocs way. But impressive right. move, man. This thing has not, man, had a down month forever, so hard to fight the trend in Crocs. Let's look at the airlines here. We had, um, who do we have? We had American, we had Southwest, and we had Alaska. 
uh, all reporting earnings uh, this morning. I think they all should be out by now. Uh, we'll just we'll, we'll do them all in in one shot. So you know we had the United report from uh, two days ago, uh, and it popped on that, and it's and it's held those gains. Uh, New low, unchanged, uh, still continuing to leak here. Uh, we are now hit that uh, that closing price. We are now red by half. Sorry about that, Spencer. Go yeah, ahead. No, 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 it's okay. Uh, so the UAL um, it more or less has held the gains of its report from a couple of days ago. We had American this morning. I mean, the numbers are what they are, right? They're all losing money. They're all saying demand is, is going to be back anywhere from like 60 to – or fifty to like eighty percent of of pre of pre COVID levels. Um, the numbers are sort of irrelevant here, but for just for fun, let's look at what Southwest said. Um, Southwest said they expect their uh, load factor, which is a, a measurement of uh, the capacity, to uh, to be at eighty five percent in July, and they expect operating revenue in July to be down ten to fifteen percent compared to two years ago. Um, still losing money. Not a surprise. Yeah. Oh man. I, you know, I get, I get these things in my head and I get these rants and I go on and everyone gets yeah. sick and tired of hearing about them. Uh, but I just, the airline industry to me, it's tough. I, I, it's Real changed. Tough. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and I don't think it's, it's the, uh, I don't think it's going to be those. I mean, that's why I like, I could never buy Boeing. I mean, I just, I don't think these big planes that are are it. I mean, I think people like Dennis. What's Dennis doing on his vacation? Well, I oh. know Dennis is really cheap, but what's he doing? Okay. What's he doing? Well, he can, well, he can't. Can you leave Canada? Uh, yeah, they can. They can leave. Yeah, they can leave. Okay, but he's going camping. Right. Right. I mean, I just you know that's why I just think. It's just hard to invest in these airlines. I mean, they lost so much money. I hope American just stays in business, like I said, through next Sunday when you know I get back from Philly. Uh, if you want to try and buy the dip on this one, well, first of all, you got a great reference point on the upside. Uh, we had the uh, the rally off Monday's low, 21.55. Uh, 4 a.m., if you got up at 4 a.m., you had a look at that because it hit 21.60. So there's a good number. Uh, pre-market low was 2080. I just take it out yesterday's low at 2075. I mean, I just can't see any great support in there. S and P's okay. continuing to work their way under unchanged. Now we are now in the red by 75 cents. So uh, or three ticks. So a little bit of selling here going on in the pre-market. Uh, and let's just wrap up the earnings, and then we'll we'll move on to some other stuff here. But we had Domino's Pizza this morning again. No real surprise; the numbers blew it away. They it also did. they also announced a one billion dollar buyback. Um, and yeah, the EPS crushed it. Sales crushed it. Did you see the commercials that they've been running recently? Uh, no. Uh, that if you. Like if you pick up something or whatever, and it it's not out within a certain amount of time, your meal is free. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Did he? I hope. I hope I'm just not imagining this because that reminds me. And I, I've told this story before. People get mad, but when we were in college, they had things where if it delivered, if they didn't deliver it within uh, 30 minutes, yeah, yeah, that, then you got it free. And a, we lived on a one way street, yeah. so we used to park our cars 
in the middle of the street so yeah. the guy couldn't get down the street and yeah. he would have to get out right so um and then i was just thinking of ways is it two minutes or something like that but uh Boy, I don't know. Once again, after that move in CMG yesterday, you got to be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit tempered here on the short side. We're at 485. We're trading at the highs of the pre-market session. The only difference is, is this hasn't broken out to a new all-time high. CMG was breaking out to a new all-time high. You had sellers ahead of the report. Right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days ahead of the report. So what I do, I keep an eye on this 485 area. Uh, your three-day high is 84.69, and then I'd see if we could get up to 89, 489. That spots uh, three highs ahead of the all-time high. So you had sellers before the report, and now you're getting to sell at a premium to that. So I think it's important just to keep going. Like this would be one where if it if it didn't show like some early strength. And take out those numbers that I talked about. I think this one has more of a chance than like your CMG rolling over. All right. Uh, Lagarde still speaking here. Um, pa- uh, continuing to parrot the point that inflation is going to increase uh, in the immediate future, in the near term. Um, and then uh, seeming, seeming to agree with uh, the Fed that in- inflation should decrease next year. If they are wrong, wow, is there going to be... Uh, a lot of pissed off people. Um, I, I guess I just wish we could fast forward to like February or March so we can get a feel for like how things really are next year. Um, but that's what she's saying. That's why the TLT is rising. That's why the market is falling. It's just, yes, inflation is still here and it will be here for now. Um, they, you know, at least they all have their story straight. Give them credit for that. They all got their story straight. We'll see if they're right. Yep. So the TL, yeah, uh, uh, some dovish comments. T- yeah. TLT is uh, is rallying, uh, but which which is overall is 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 good. It's good for the market here. If rates aren't going up, but I don't know. I, I'm just like I I think Mark made a good point, and I and I said to him, you know, you know, are we inflating? Are we stalling? And he was like, I don't know. Yeah. Just try and look at you know, and that's sometimes where you know the technicals can you know can lead you you know quit trying to figure out all the bs in the markets and you know if a stock's taken out uh you know a monthly low then it's going to its next monthly low stock breaks out of a monthly high or a trading range then then trade it but uh yeah we're like we got down to 47.50 uh little thin in here now um on the downside just because of the the whoosh up that we we had yesterday so Little bit more, a uh, little bit more leaning, a little bit more bearish here now that we took out that close. I see 38.50 is uh, 10 points down from here. I think it might attract some buying interest. All right. Uh, let's go to the chat. There's a few tickers. That, that's pretty. Can we much- do all of the earnings? I mean, no, we didn't do all of them. What about it, T? Did it? Uh, oh, we, we need to do like ATT. You want to look at ATT? Uh, yeah, since I own that pig, we can do Biogen. We can do like this AT and T. Let's go AT. Let's All just. Right. I did, I did not look at the AT and T numbers yet. Let's take a look. Uh, EPS eighty nine cents versus seventy nine cents. Sales forty four billion versus forty two point six billion. So they beat on the top of the bottom line in the second quarter. Uh, they seek sales growth for the year in the two to three percent range. EPS yeah. to grow in the mid uh, in the mid single digit range uh, on a percentage basis. Um, they expect, okay, here's interesting. They expect 70 to 73 million 
global HBO Max subscribers by the end of the year. Um, that that's that I, that probably puts them in in terms of growth, puts them in the middle of the pack, right? They're not they're, they're not on they're not on the, the Disney Plus level of growth, but they're not on like the Peacock level of growth either. They're somewhere in the middle. They're doing not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad I didn't I didn't take too big of a stake in this one. Um, okay, here you go. You got the setup. You got the you got the dip. I don't know why anyone whacked it on that report to uh, 2772. What's the low of the move? Low of the move on Monday, 2750, 27. So your highs have been moving up. I think you got to look at this as it's still obviously in a downtrend here since that big announcement. Uh, you got up to just over 28.50. Then you have all these highs here at uh, 28.50 to 28.63. So I could get excited here if it gets above there, but I think right now you just have to respect that resistance and consider it being in a downtrend. If we could show some strength over 28.50, then you'll fill this little gap up here. I don't know why you gap down again, but uh, wow, you got a sizable gap here uh, between 28. 37 and 2886. What happened on that day, Spencer? Uh, the 8th, July 8th. Do you have your pro open there for 18? Yeah. That wasn't a dividend, was it? No, no, was that a dividend? No, it wasn't a dividend day. No, that was a bad day. Downgrade? No, no, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Keep an eye on that 20. 2860. If you want to buy this on strength, if you're if you're trying um uh if you're trying to buy it on the cheap here, uh three low, uh 2750 Monday's low, 2765, then 85. So buyers kind of stepped up a little bit. All right. The number one stock on my up filter this morning is this ridiculous one that I oh, forgot geez. all about until Mitch mentioned this morning. Uh India Globalization. Uh, uh, Ugh, boy, the uh, toughest IGC. <laughs> I don't even remember. I didn't even realize that this was a. I, I, I guess it. I guess it was a. It was a cannabis company, right? Is that mm-hmm. sure it's a cannabis <laughs> company? And this morning nope. they announced. Uh, they got a pet. They received a patent from the U.S. Patent Office. Uh, for the treatment of Alzheimer's using THC. That's uh, the so key the, here. So I the think. stock is up 143% on that headline. I have not even looked at this in probably a year, maybe over a year. I forgot this the stock existed, frankly. Uh, and I'll tell you actually when we, because we used to talk about this stock uh, a couple of years ago when it went to, this thing went to almost $15 in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when we, and that's when we talked about it, but we haven't talked about it probably since. Um, so, okay. Still doing cannabis. Um, probably a lot of overhead supply. <laughs> uh, actually, no, I don't know where it's at this morning. Where is it at? So, so it's at three and a half now. So if you bought this thing in, uh, if you bought this thing in, you know, in September or October, yeah. uh, oh, 2018, congratulations. You held all this time. Congratulations. You might get your money back today. So that's all I have to tell say about it. These are tough charts. I'll let Mitch. I'll let you tackle this one first, if you want. Uh, I tough. mean, yeah, calling this chart is. I mean, if you can call this chart, you got to let me know. You got to call me so I can figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> but um, what, what I was interested in was that this is the first kind of major news that I see attached to THC versus CBD, 
right? And so I think this is something that's going to be interesting and, and probably going to be viewed on both sides. You know, some people are going to say, well, I mean, that's a psychoactive drug you're talking about here. Do we really want to be giving, you know, older people that? And then another thing will be is, is it more like, how did this study be done? Because I want to see this study myself. Um, because, you know, usually you've been seeing a lot of, a lot of good news come out from CBD, this is the first time I've ever heard a, a really good beneficial factor from THC. So, all right, look, it, it's a good it's a good point. It's certainly an encouraging headline. Um, we've seen other companies pop on Alzheimer's related news and not hold those gains. Uh, so that's yeah, we've seen some go the other way. That's <laughs> so. Uh, this is this is that. Amex company uh, traded on the Amex, yeah. and it's called India Globalization Cap Inc., and it's a marijuana stock. Yeah, I think it used to trade on the New York Stock Exchange, okay. if I'm not to be incorrect. I think when it went through that hype period that Spencer talked about in the past, I day traded that before, I remember. And then it just went to a – I think it had a T2 halt, and then uh, had a news halt, and then eventually was taken delisted. Um, but – just be careful with a company like this because it's had a, a bad prior history. Um, I, I'm going to focus on it today because it could make a run, but definitely you always got to know the histories of these stocks yeah, and, and yeah. their past. And, and a good point from David Griffith here, uh, this, this stock has a float of 47 million shares and the pre-market volume is uh, already past it. <laughs> yeah, already past it. Or it's about to be past it. Basically. Yeah, you gotta be careful with so, names like yeah, that. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta watch it. So anyway, Psychotropic Thunder says they're based in Maryland. Is that true? Or is he making that up? Maybe their corporate office. Oh, uh, I'll take I'll take <laughs> no a, idea. I'll take a stab at this. Uh, okay. Just just because because the market it, it's giving me a, a reference point. Okay, and that reference point is three seventy two, and that was your February high. You got through that. You got to three eighty nine. So I guess up. You know, if you've been holding this thing for the last one, two, three, four, five, six months, and you had a target between three eighty and four, then I don't know. I'd be tempted to take it. Uh, the longer it takes to take out that high, and as you can see, we're starting to peel back. Then I would look for a little bit more of a fade. But it'd be one of those things. I wouldn't short it. At that three eighty four dollar area, just because I wouldn't short a thin stock like this because it could just blow your brains out. But uh, you know, it goes four bid for size, and you know, then throw some out at four and a half and see if you get taken. Throw some out at five, or and then the other monthly high. And the reason I said three eighty to four four fifty was your August two twenty high. So where you buy this thing on a pullback? I don't know. Uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, there's a few takers in chat I want to get to, but actually, before we get to that, Mitch asked a really great question yesterday, and I want to pose it to you, and I want to pose it to the chat. Is there one stock? Um, how, how do I phrase this? Is there one uh, old stock price that you can't get out of your head that you that you always like go back to and you think, oh, if only I had bought this stock at that price then. We all have those. Um, for, for me, it's it, it's the Roku at it's every print from last March, but specifically it's uh, Roku at a hundred from like three years ago. Um, I remember looking at Roku at a hundred and being like, "Nah, too too expensive." Um, I, I'm curious if anyone in chat has that as well. 
Joey D says Sirius at 13 cents. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was even Apple at 20. Oof. Apple at 20? Right, that's, bad. that's bad. What yeah. about you, Joel? Do you got one like that that you missed uh, out on? I mean, if you got, I, I had this one, buddy. What, what's this, uh, what's a serious satellite? I guess I could go that's, that. I mean, I had a buddy that. Yeah. You know, bought a t- uh, that thing uh, traded in a penny forever, right? What's it, yeah. SIRI? Yeah. Well, I wonder if Apple's happy about Tesla that. Tesla at 148, I'm, I'm saying. Oh, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I know what, what it is. What, what do you got? Tesla at 40. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I looked at this one and – Man, oh, that's a Jar Jar put a good one. AMD at twelve. I, I saw AMD. Someone put AMD. Oh, I, don't even want to talk. I had <laughs> hundreds of two calls in AMD that expired worthless. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to talk about it. I might even had thousands of them, and I'm like, oh god, well, this thing's not going. Then I never, I gave up shorting it. But there was uh, Tesla. Does it go back? This oh, that's serious satellite, but. Let's see if we can find this. Lot. You probably can't. It's not even at 40 anymore because of the split. But it it, it IPO'd. It kept on going up. Over 40, kept on hitting 40. Kept on hitting 40. Kept on hitting 40. And I'm like, when that thing goes through 40, I'm all in. And <laughs> it did it. And now, wow, whatever. New low in the spoos here. Um, continuing the leak. Uh, now we're down by three. Oop, that chart's way too big. By three and a half handles. So. Okay. All right. So sorry. I just want, I thought it was a fun question. Uh, let's move on though. Um, somebody asked about uh, somebody asked oh. about KB Homes, and this is interesting. The home builders are actually uh, having a pretty good week. We did have Dr. Horton, which is DHI, uh, report earnings. Uh, that was this morning, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, and they beat, and they beat, and they uh, gave some good uh, uh, guidance for uh, sales guidance for the year. But if you look at the home builders overall um, this week. It's been a pretty good, maybe not this morning, uh, but I haven't looked at DHI yet, so it's down. But over, prior to this week, or prior to this morning, it's been a good week for the for the sector. Lennar, KB Home, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, REITs overall have been doing pretty well recently. I mean, if you look at all of them, they've been really bouncing back strong. I don't know if you have thoughts on KB Home. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh I'm looking at this one. I mean, after three up days like this, yeah. uh, this is the way I'll give you a perspective on this one here real quickly. Uh, if you know, if you're still bullish this thing and it hit what? 85 on uh yeah, let's call it 85 and 92. That's seven, three and a half, 88 and a half. You know, you're getting a little bit, you know, a little discount here. So if it can stabilize, hold 88 and a half and, turn around and go up. If not, you know, if we can't get back and hold 88 and a half, I still think after this powerful move off 85, I don't think you're just going to whoosh down to 85. I think you're going to find bids ahead of it. Um, on the bearish side of things, you you know, you, this is your third lower monthly low in a row. Uh, how much better can the housing market get? Rising costs, um, you know, it, there's a couple different things here, but 85 and 88 and a half would be my levels for okay. DHI today. What about KB Home? Uh, KB Homes. Uh, down 32 cents. That's, you know, showing some relative strength here. I'd be looking, you know, just the way it came off that low, I'd, I'd have to add some significance to uh, has it even come close. Well, no, I wouldn't say come close, but uh, see what happens at yesterday's low, 40. 35. Okay, and to follow up on the, my comments from yesterday's at the close show, yes, I am certainly in, very interested in taking a stab in uh, in either Penn or DraftKings today. 
Um, why? Yes, yes, yes. Why? That's what I wanted to get into. Let's why? Because they both had a couple of strong days. I'll, okay. you know, I'll, I'll throw out. I'll, I'll get in. I'll throw a stop out at like. So let's look at DraftKings. Okay, so did I tell uh, you people are running out of money? Did I tell you guys that? And you guys poo-pooed me on that when that stock not, was like, oh, people are going to have money. They're going to still keep gambling. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, gambling I still, money, I still don't agree with you. I still don't agree with you. Nobody agrees with you, I think. You, one thing you forget, There's Joel, is they, they give you free money in gambling a lot yeah, of the times. Oh, my God. It, it's free money. Yeah, but then you lose it, and then you have to put more money. Yeah, in. but yeah, how many yes. people? They're not giving me free stocks that much, so I would think it's giving some free Tesla for the free Dogecoin. <laughs> no, no, no they, they, you you're saying that once you lose, you're not going to put more in. Of course you will. That's how they get you. <laughs> anyway, That's how so they get you. So DraftKings, <laughs> you know, uh, up up. Um, you know, if Dennis were here, he would say, "Well, the time to buy was two days ago." Well, you know, it's up eight dollars in the last two days. You, you get in, you throw out a stop out at like. Uh, forty six yeah. or forty four, you know, and uh, and and you see what happens, and so that's probably what I'll do today. In draft, I, I want to point this out for you on the DKNG chart. So yeah. if you look back on the daily charts, and you look back at last year when we were going from July into August, that's really when we got our run. So a little part of me is thinking that gambling stocks are going to fall into seasonality, okay. and it's going to be a lot like Joel mentioned yesterday, the NFL season coming out. These are the kind of trends that I think can eventually push the gambling sector right back. That's that that <laughs> argument I go for. It's an interesting observation. You know, this thing's only been public for for a couple of years, so we don't have too large of a sample size on the seasonality front. But I like where your head's at, Mitch. I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, about it at yeah, least. Yeah, I'm interested. You know, stories, I, everything. We'll see. That's true. Uh, and you got a reference point. I mean, I uh, the, what what's Penn doing today? Uh, boom, boom, boom. They're both doing nothing. Uh, it's down. Uh, let's see here. You moved up from 63 to, let's call it 73. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would, if I was taking a stab here, uh, I'd, you know, under 68, that's about halfway back. Uh, what was yesterday's low? 69.85, you're giving yourself some room. But that's the best three. I will say this is the best three days Penn has had in, man, how long here? Uh, this was a pretty good three-day period, but it was on the way up. So uh, I'll give that for you. Uh, Penn moving up. Boy, I can't put two-for-one stock split, huh? 140 and then down to 63.15. So you're going to be fighting the overhead supply thing too. You know, the people that waited, you got people that are long, like Dennis. Like if this thing gets back to 75 or 80, I'm out. So it could be a little bit different run. And uh, maybe if you want to be more patient, uh, Spencer, um, let's wow. go to the monthly. Why would let's... I want to do that? <laughs> uh, what was what was last month's close in this one? Um, 7649. I'd say you get you end up getting a green month here out of this one. Rally another three bucks, and I could really be hopping on the bull train uh in in past. I, I just saw a comment from the Biogen CEO who said the overall launch of their Alzheimer's drug is slower than previously assumed. This oh thing, this thing has been it almost feels like it's been doomed from day one. And I, I, I obviously I hope that's not the case. Right? The drug or the rollout or the company. All of it. We all we're all rooting for this thing, right? I think that goes without saying. But 
anyway, what's going on? I'm a, I'll do this. What's going on with this Nero stock? Here's what's going on with, with the Nero. And, and we'll get Peter Tuckman on in a second here. So this was a high flyer from a couple of days ago. They had earnings this morning. Uh, oh, the company is so small that, that, <laughs> that their, their Q2 sales was $2 million. Right, that, that that was their revenue, their revenue, two point two million dollars <laughs> last quarter. Okay, so this is the high flyer from a, a couple from last week, or no? It's, it was this week. It was a couple of days ago, and uh, they they had the FDA breakthrough designation for their uh, their their treatment of fibromyalgia. That was on Tuesday, and it really hasn't stopped. Oh, that's not true. It 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 has. It's not at its high right now. It did. It did go down a little bit. It was at 38 yesterday, so it's at 31 now. Um, but you basically had two straight days of like news, plus it's kind of a viral yeah. stock, and it's a low float, uh, I want to say. What's what's the float on this one? It's uh, it's four. I'll let you, hey, listen, uh, I got I, I, I got, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna cover the, these uh, okay. crazy uh, crazy AWS stocks on uh, pre market okay. prep plus. I'm gonna because they could move another ten bucks by the time I uh, sign in the other thing. So That's join true. me on premarketprep.com for free market prep plus. I'll try and cover these crazy yeah. stocks. Spencer, I'll see you at three thirty. Right, so man. take it away, guys. Go get Peter. See you yeah. later, Mitch. Join Benzinga's free masterclass on July twenty fourth to learn how to spot breakout trades before they skyrocket. Featuring live interactive lessons on how to trade meme stocks, read charts, identify trends, and so much more. To register for free, go to events.benzinga.com. Hi, good morning, guys. Uh, so, look, there are a couple of things going on. There's a uh, We are on fire as far as new IPOs coming to the market. We've got three of them today. Uh, and so that app, when you see that kind of an appetite, we feel that the floor is really coming back. The, the road shows have been successful. The stocks have been opening. It's questionable how they're trading once they open because there's this over-enthusiasm about the opening. And then sometimes we're seeing a little bit of a uh, sell-off after that. But I was just sort of talking with a couple of guys from CNBC. And, yeah. you know, it's been a hell of a week, right, guys? Let's let's be honest what we've seen here. You know, we saw this early week sell-off, and that was sort of the perfect storm. It was clearly some energy-related stuff with the Saudis and oil, and clearly the overriding factor was the... Um, is the uh, is the variant and the pandemic and what's coming? You know, it started in in Tokyo with fears going on there. It came across the earth. It came across the earth. You know, Europe was down two percent that day, and it's sort of funny. You know, people sort of don't really look at the fact that we've been up for a year and a half and we got a couple of down days. And I always say, a one day does not make a market, right? You know, the market was down seven hundred, granted, but in the big picture, that's really. Not that much. We rallied 250 points into the close, and we've had two really positive days since then. You know, so, uh, you know, I believe that the market tells us what it thinks about what's going on, right? You know, net, net, the fact that we, we are where we are relative to where the world's been for the last year and a half is extraordinary, right? It shows the enthusiasm in the investment community. It shows that there are all these new retail traders that are into the market, and we're seeing the volatility that we love. And these are opportunities for, you know, we, we, you, you and I, we speak about it. You talk about it with David all the time. You know, I had so many people on the call on the night that the market was down five, six, seven hundred that day, you know, talking about the, you know, doomsday. And I find that baffling to me how suddenly it becomes doomsday when 24 hours earlier we were at record highs and the world was all wonderful and, and full of glee. So I, I beg people to really look at these opportunities. Every sell-off that we've seen over the last six months, and we had a few, they've not been long, they've been very short-lived. One was um, 
you know, one was that inflation fear, one was the death cross in the yield curve, you know, and then one was this, the, the recurrence of the pandemic. And each one of them has been no longer than a three-day sell-off, maybe a week at the most that we've seen over the last year. So the market tells us that these are buying opportunities, not times to sell. And if you did sell into any of these sort of panic days, then you would really be disappointed. It brings me back to the whole thing about technical analysis. Once again, not to beat everybody over the head with it, that these, if you look for opportunities and use technical analysis, you will see, not from the long-term investor point of view, never look at your portfolio on those down days because you will get emotional about money and you will sell when everybody else should be buying, in my opinion. Coming into this morning, though, Spencer, obviously, the, the you know how much do we want to read into the employment numbers? right? You know, the employment numbers did tick up. I mean, the, the jobless claims did, did tick up a little bit this month, more than expected. Is the market reacting to it in a big way? Not really, not really that much. We're down, you know, three handles or whatnot. But it is, you know, it, it does make us sort of look at what's really going on here. I think we are going to have some problems with the variant. I think we've got states that are ticking up in a big way. I hope, you know, that that people realize that and that it can affect the economy. It can affect the reopening story, but the market does not seem to be reacting to it today. Based on conversations you have with, with your clients, I mean, the, the, the Delta variant is one thing. Inflation is something else. How much of, are, are they concerned about inflation or, 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 or not really? So look, let, let's address it once again. We had the inflation story you know, sort of knocked the market off its wing there a couple of weeks ago. But once again, and the and the press and the media played that story over and over and over again. And what came out of it was that the inflationary story is a transient story. The Fed came on and talked about it also. You know, we, there was no playbook for this reopening. We've never been where we just came from. And so we've never been here before either. So yes, we markets have historically reacted to inflation. I don't know, you know, this, this this inflation story is a new one. It's got sort of different, it's got a different look to it, right? We've now, we don't know it, you know. It's a function of the fact that the supply chain got shut down due to the pandemic and it's sort of getting its gears back, right? We've got an, we've got a, a, a um, uh, um, we've got people who are wondering how they're going to get back to work. They're apprehensive about going back to work. They want to be paid more money to go, be, to go back to work. And to get the supply chain going back on, it's going to little, be a little more costly. So I think the most important things to look at, I think it was an important statement by the Fed the other day, that they're going to give us a lot of, leeway, a lot of head, uh, heads up before they start tapering, right? So that's been another thing lingering in the story is, are, are we going to get hit by a storm one Wednesday when uh, when Mr. Powell comes on and he goes, you know what, we're shutting down. The, we're going to start tapering today, next week, a few weeks from now. And the market has been sort of skittish on those days when that was the fear. And so the statement by the Fed the other day that we are going to give you a big heads up before that happens, a couple of months, in fact, I think that get, that puts a little bit of a uh, support into the marketplace. The inflation story is transient. The, if the market was really worried about that, I think it would have sold off on that. And that sell-off was a short-lived one. It was a couple of days, right? I mean, it looked ugly for a moment, just as ugly as Monday did this week. You know, it was a down six, seven, eight hundred uh, day when the, when the inflation story ran, ran for a couple of days. And I think the sell-off even lasted a couple of days. 
But once again, you know, there is a bid in the market. We talk about that here on the floor a lot. You know, uh, you know, there there is there's there are, there are gaps in the market on the way up gaps on the way down. There are vacuums within the market. But where is the bid into the marketplace? And we've seen that whatever story it is, whether it's a trade fear with China, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's inflation, whether it's jobless claims or whatnot, whether it's taper, the taper, within a day or two, we find a bid in the market, which means is that there are institutions, there are large funds that are sitting there with a shopping list. You get Kramer always talks about it. When the market sells off, get your shopping list ready, right? Get your stock, the stocks that have been a little bit long in the tooth that you've been dying to buy, right? Over the last year, some of them are up 10, 20, 100%, but that they have a great long-term forecast. Get your shopping list ready. When things go on sale because of it, of one or two overall triggering entities, then start buying them. And we've seen that be the case, right? That there are stocks that have been you know, from a long-term investment point of view, are, have been way overvalued uh, over the last year and a half. They've been just bought with that irrational enthusiasm that the markets had since the March 2020 lows. But, and, and so when we have these short-term sell-offs, there are people who are sitting there ready to hit that button when things go down 7, 10, 12%. They're just ready to load up on those, whether they're averaging into a bigger position or whether they've been dying to buy these stocks for eight to 10 months. And they're finally getting the opportunity. And that puts a little backwind into the marketplace. That puts a bid in the market. When the market feels that, right, you see the, 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 the sell-offs slow down. You see the reversal. You know, and once again, if you're a trader, uh, technical analysis gives you that opportunity. It gives you the sign where, whether it's relative strength index, whether it's the moving average, whether it's pivot points, it gives you that criteria to know that the market or an individual stock or a sector is going to stop going down and start reversing. Uh, Peter Talkman is the Einstein of Wall Street from Wall Street Global Trading Academy, summing this whole thing up in two sentences. It's one, technical analysis um, is tried and true and it works for a reason. And two, there is a bid in the market. Those are the two things that Peter just said here uh, with us this morning. Peter, thanks so much. Appreciate you uh, working through those uh Connection problem. No problem. We'll you again right, next right. week. I look forward to it. All right. Be well, everybody. Happy trading. All right. Uh, Nine seventeen. Everyone. Uh, all PSA. All of you wish traders out there. If you trade wish, put August twelfth on your or circle that date on your calendar. It's already on your calendar, right? Circle that date on your calendar. Put that date on your radar. August twelfth. Wish will report earnings after the close on that day. So have that date circled if you are a wish trader, investor, whatever. Um, okay, it is 9.17. We got a couple minutes before Robert Roy will start going live and walk through some option setups for the day and for the week. That'll be followed by SPAC's tech at 11 o'clock, which will follow by the power hour at noon. Uh, no get technical today, but what we are doing, and I should pull up a chart of the stock, and I will, uh, we are restreaming the EA Play event. This is EA's big event. Remember, they were not at um, uh, they were not at E3 earlier this summer. EA. Uh, so today is the event where they're going to announce uh, new titles, uh, timelines for those new titles, uh, and uh, you know, Call of Duty. There's there's a lot going on here. A lot of balls in the air for EA. It's it's called the EA Play event. 
Uh, we're going to restream. It's at 1 o'clock Eastern time. We are going to restream it here on our channel. So that'll be that at 1 o'clock. We've got the crypto show at 2 o'clock today. That's followed by Stock Trivia. Zinger Stock Trivia, our most fun show, our most interactive show, uh, at 3 o'clock today. Joel will be back for the At The Close show with me at 4. Uh, the Cannabis Hour is at 4. I'm sorry, Joel will be back at 3.30. The Cannabis Hour is at 4. That'll be followed by After Hours with Ryan Rose Bianchi at 5 o'clock and Chance Trades at 6. All this is on Benzinga's Twitter account uh, for the full schedule of the day. Uh, okay. Let me see what I missed in the chat. I don't think I missed too much. No. Oh, yeah. DD. Yeah. They're, so, so they're going to, that, that's probably good news, right? They're, they're going to get this record fine. And like in the, in the U.S., when, when a company gets fined, that's good news because it means that they're, it, it's over with. It's done, right? Like, like J&J like J yesterday settled, right, with, with a couple of states for the opioid crisis. It's bull- settling is bullish, right? Paying a fine is bullish because it means the unknown is now known. It's over. So, yeah, they're preparing a record fine uh, for Didi, reportedly. Shouldn't that be good news? Because it means there's one less unknown. Oh, delisting is part of the fine? Well, okay then. <laughs> I didn't see the delisting part, Dennis Bender. So, uh, thanks for that. Are, are, are they actually going to delist it? That would be bad. Okay. That makes more sense. Wipe down 5%. That would not be good. What a rug pull. Seriously. What a rug. What was the IPO price on this thing? Was it like 15, 16? Let's, let's look. Oh, wait. What was the IPO price on DD? Let's go back a few weeks. Um. Opened at sixteen sixty-five, IPO price to fourteen. Jeez, what a rug pull! This stupid stock, unbelievable, unbelievable, ridiculous. I did see Neuro. Uh, I have Neuro up on, on my screen here, so I did see it is at a high of the pre-market session. High of yesterday was thirty-eight sixty-seven. So we are knocking on the door of that right now. So, uh, yeah. Great morning for any congratulations to everyone in this one. I wish it was me. It is not. How come I can never find like like the 100 200% gainers before they gain? That's 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 easier said than done. I I know why because uh I I would look at this chart on Tuesday you know, at $4 and $5 and say, oh, it's already run up 100%. That's why. Like Tuesday, it went from 3 to, what, 3 to 11 on Tuesday? So, I'm sure I saw that on Tuesday. I was like, oh, my God, it's already over. I can't chase this. That's why I will never get a 1,000% gator like this. I have to believe in myself. Levi, you're right. Levy, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, that's going to be a wrap for me here. Everyone, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. That actually goes for all of our shows, not, not just this show.
Um, always remember that. Thanks to both our guests today, Peter Tuckman and Mark Chaikin. Uh, both of the links uh, to their uh, Twitters, uh, to their sites, are in our description. Uh, Mark can be found on Twitter at Mark Chaikin. Peter can be found on Twitter at Einstein of Wall Street. And uh, the link to twi- uh, Peter's um, website is there as well, where uh, him and David Green offer a uh, pretty good trading course. You should check that out if you haven't already. Okay. Money Mitch is back. Time. Guys, guys, check it out, guys. SPACs attack. We got a great interview today, guys. D-M-Y-I, okay. Ion Q. If you've ever wanted to learn a little bit more about quantum computing and how that's going to come into the next generation, I really call this more of a generational play. So check it out, guys. I mean, if we went from dial-up to quantum computing, just imagine where we can go to in the next 100 years. Wait, I have one last thing I forgot to mention. WISA, Summit Wireless. We broke a headline this morning. We we broke here. I'll bring it up in, on my screen so you can see. We broke. Where is my screen? There it is. We broke the news uh, at 7.13 a.m. that Summit Wireless is launching an Amazon storefront. That was at 7.13. If you saw the headline, uh, you had a chance to buy this thing before it. Um, actually, no. Um, when was that candle? Yeah, that, that was that candle, 715 right there. So uh, anyway, we're going to have the CEO of Summit Wireless on the Power Hour today at 1230. So your big gainer, one of your big gainers in the morning, WISA headline there in Benzinger Pro, exclusive at 713 that they launched an Amazon storefront. Stock is up 23% in the pre-market session. All right, now I'm done. And everyone have a good Rest. Good start to your day. Go to luck at the open. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.